Here we are again, that time of year where we talk about the stuff we're thankful for. But this year, we gave it a bit of a twist. And I hope you all understand the episode title, Thankful Balboa. If you follow us on social media, you've seen us revisit past Thankful sequels, such as Thankful 2, Electric Boogaloo, Thankful 3, Ragnarok, Thankful 4, The Revenge, and Thankful 5, The Gobbler Strikes Back. Well, it turns out the sixth movie in the Rocky franchise was Rocky Balboa. See? Podcasts entertain and inform. Now, I can't guarantee we can keep up this movie sequel thing much longer. It's hard, y'all. But that's for another time. Let's get grateful. In boutique. We may be awful, but, but we're, we're right. This is what our sixth Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, I can't even believe that. Yeah, because we've been doing this for like five and a half years. Yeah. So this is our sixth. Sixth thankful episode. And we normally, I don't think when we started, I don't think we thought we were going to make this an annual gratitude thing. It just sort of felt It just right. became a thing, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, once, you know, early on it was just, you know, silly things we were thankful for. And, yeah. And every so often we would get a little more serious. And then, you know, it's not that it's harder to be thankful for things these days but you know everybody knows what's going on in the world you know it everything feels weird these days yeah and then but kind <laughs> of when you're old farts like us everything still kind of stays the same so it's kind of hard to find things to talk about you know yeah yeah and as, it's like everybody's you know a lot of our lives have kind of stagnated a little bit like you know it, it's you know, when the when the pandemic started and everybody had this great idea, like, oh, I'm going to have all this time, so I'm going to achieve all these things. Mm -hmm. And then, like, you know, the first year went by and we all realized that we didn't achieve anything. You know, some people started baking or whatever, but I don't think most of us actually did anything, you know. Oh, I didn't. I played a lot more games. I didn't even watch, like, more movies or anything. Like, I, you know... But because of that, I think, I mean, I haven't cleaned my house. I haven't, I've, I've barely, I, I still, my Christmas tree is still up from last year, you guys. I mean, I haven't done, I haven't done anything. Well, but it's time to put it up again. <laughs> so see, look at, you've saved yourself work. I did. I Because I am a firm believer, you know, never, ever do today. What you can do in six months, or in your case, why do today what you can do next year? I mean, you know, as long as you don't turn the lights on, the neighbors don't know the tree's still up. Yeah, because look, it's serving you well now because you don't have to go through yeah. the horrible manual labor 
of unwrapping and putting the tree up. Oh, my God. We did have to move it out of the way, though, because we had that leak in the ceiling when the air conditioner decided to die for for final and for good this summer. And so it was leaking through the ceiling right above the Christmas tree. (laughs) So we did have to pick up the tree and move it, fully decorate it, move it like five feet to the right. (laughs) Because, of course, it was right there. It was directly above the Christmas tree. But anyway. But uh, but so so this year, we got, you know, when, when this was, we knew this was looming. We knew the gratitude yeah. thing was looming. And, and uh, Pitney came up with a, a spin on it that turned into what we think. We've, we're totally surprising each other with what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Well, here, you explain what your idea was. Okay, so yeah, because we were just trying to, like, come up with something, like, okay, what are we going to be thankful for this year? Like, what's going to be the theme? What's going to be our topics? Because we've done everything from silly to serious, and I've been thankful from everything to, like, my dog to the existence of Skyrim in my life. I mean, we've pretty much done the gambit. I have I have been thankful for Showgirls. Yep. Uh, yeah it's ridiculous Uh, yeah and i think one year was it the second or the third it was like our blatant fuck you copyright thankful episode where we played audio clips of stuff that we were thankful for (laughs) oh that was the first year when we just really didn't care and we played yeah we played we played a a an audio clip from Vice Academy and we played yeah, an audio clip and that from was pretty fabulous, but it was silly. And again, that's a harder episode know. to find though, because those older episodes are not, not all platforms will let you go back that far. I've noticed. Oh, uh, we God, didn't do anything. We didn't, we had nothing to do with that. We don't have control over that. Uh, I don't know why that's true. That's sad though, because those some of those old ones are pretty fucking awesome. I know. We, you know, maybe maybe someday we'll release some greatest hits kind of stuff, and we'll re-release some old stuff. Oh, absolutely. But anyway, so I, you know, we were talking about it, and I was like, well, we've done the gambit, so, and I think it was spur of the moment when we were talking. I'm not sure. Yeah. But I was just like, why don't we both? come up with things that we think the other one should be grateful for or should be thankful for. Yeah. Which not, not every show can do that. You know, not every show has, has co-hosts that can do that for each other. Well, we know each other so well. It's like, yeah, so it totally works, you know? So that's, that's what we're doing. And because, because our show is about us and our real lives and stuff the stuff that we come up for each other is going to be relevant to the show. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, I don't think it's going to take anybody by surprise. So it's, and we're, and I'm, you know, and I mean, sorry, we're both endlessly fascinating. So, you know, God, yes. you know, <laughs> or at least in our own minds. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, hopefully, hopefully this will be, I mean, I think it's going to be interesting. I'm I'm very curious how this is going to go, because I have absolutely no idea what he has planned. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I picked a couple <laughs> things and I know you did. And it doesn't matter. Do you want me to start? Do you want to start? It's totally up to you. We're unscripted folks. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, if I had a coin, I'd flip it, but I don't, I don't have one. So, you know what? It was your idea. So, um, you, you can go first. Okay. So my first thing, and this was the very first thing that I even thought of at this yeah. whole thing was you are grateful. <laughs> you are grateful for your fabulous, ultra tolerant, amazing fucking husband. <laughs> I knew it. I kind of knew that was, that was going to be one of them. Because oh your husband God. is so amazing and oh. so sweet and so kind and so yeah. generous. But He's such a good guy. He is. Oh, and, it, you know, it's just fabulous. You guys have been married for this long and you still like each other and you still laugh oh, yeah. together and you still. But he's like, it, it's a rare man that will let. I say let, and that's the bad I know, word. I, I but know. you know what I mean. Yeah, no, yeah. Let that is a will word let that you do all the stuff you do, like your fandoms mm -hmm. and your trips and going places and getting these obsessions and being lost in this fandom or that fandom. And he just takes it all in stride. And that oh, yeah. is a rare fucking man. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I mean, he's like, honestly yeah. not bothered. He's just like, oh, honey, whatever. And I think he's amused, but never bothered. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I didn't, I didn't really realize how that, that I was, that he was quote, letting me do things until I started until after we'd been married for a while. And I started meeting like other women who were, I mean, okay, I'll just be honest. It, it was mostly during the years when, when I was heavily, heavily involved in Clay Aiken fandom. Mm -hmm. That um, was something and, that was on my mind, yes. And I was, that was, um, that was amazing. And that was, I mean, I was traveling to other states to meet up with women that I had met online to go en masse to play Aiken concerts and it was fantastic it was it mm -hmm. was some of the most fun i've ever had in my life and some of the best friendships i've ever made and i've i've just met so many amazing people through that and a lot of them a lot of them were married and some of them would be like i can't believe your husband let you do this and i just remember being like he doesn't let me do anything. Like it never occurred to me and before people started saying it like that, that I was just like, wait, do other people's relation, are other people's relationships not like this? Like I started kind of thinking like, oh, I guess I do kind of have an unusual relationship that how it, is it actually that rare to marry the person who likes you exactly as you are and doesn't it's like who I am is all all of this is part of me yeah my weirdness is part of who I am and my getting really excited about stupid shit is part of who I am and he would he wouldn't dream of trying to stifle any of it oh no because that would just you know 
And it, it's and it's not that he wouldn't do it because it would make me mad. It's that he wouldn't do it because he would be stopping me from being me. And it makes me sad when I think of other people's relationships if I think that that the opposite of what I have is actually more common. That people have to stop being who they are in order to be the married version oh, of themselves. Oh, yeah, because I've had friends that are like, oh, let's go to a movie or let's go to the rent fair for the weekend. It's like, well, I have to talk to my husband and see what's going on because I don't know if he'll let me do this and blah, blah, blah. And it's not even in the context of... We might have other plans. We might this, have yeah. a plan or something. It is seriously like, well, I don't know. I don't he, know if I'm know, allowed. Yeah. He may need me to stay home and make the bed and fry an egg for him in the morning so I won't be able to go. Like oh, that yeah. kind of thing. And that's pretty common. It's kind of gross, but it's common. Yeah. And like even even things like, without going into too much detail, but like um, regular listeners know that I had a pretty shitty period a couple years ago Mm -hmm. and and it was because of a a friend i had this guy who was suddenly turned on me and things got really weird and one of the theories and it still may be part of of the factor of what got weird but was like potentially potentially feelings happened on the other guys on the guys Mm -hmm. the guy's side of it and when i talked to my husband about it um his his reaction wasn't why did you why did this guy think that you were having this flirtatious relationship with him it's mm-hmm. like well we this guy and i were always flirting with each other from the second we met we just that was this like the nature of our friendship and that was just how we were and my husband never for a second felt any kind of threat from that he didn't think there was something weird about that because he knew that i wasn't doing anything and being flirtatious is part of my personality. And, yeah. you know, it's like, he. why would I stop acting like me? Yeah, and so many men would be like, I'm going to go kick his ass. How dare he? <laughs> and he literally, he literally said, you know, of course he would feel that way about you. Like, well, I can't blame him for having feelings for you. Like, you know. That wouldn't surprise me at all if that if that was what it was. And it was just like, well, God, that's incredibly understanding of you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, didn't get mad for a second. I mean, he doesn't like the fact that he hurt me so bad and he was going to be on my side through the whole thing. Oh, but it was, course. you know, you know, I mean, this is a guy who, you know, my husband, you know, he knows he he signed on for a lot of crazy when, when oh, he yeah. married me. And it amazes me how he's just completely 100% dedicated to this mess, you know? Yeah, and it's like, (laughs) I've become good friends with him, too. And it's like, over, you know, since I've moved, I don't call him a lot. What, once a month? Maybe. Maybe. You text him a lot. But, you know, we'll talk for an hour on the phone just talking shop about video games and old science fiction novels Mm -hmm. and... We become good friends too, oh, you yeah. know. Oh yeah, especially because once, like when you were when you were spending the night at our house a lot, because when you were living in San Antonio but still working in Austin, so you would spend the night once a week or whatever in yeah, our house. Yeah. You guys would hang out on the back porch smoking, and you guys would 
I'd go to bed and you guys would be up all night talking. Yeah, and I, and I remember you told him that, you know, really early on that he better like me because I kind of come with the package. <laughs> oh, I used to I used to tell that to every guy I ever dated. Like, you know, if you don't get along with my friends, like if I get a whiff that you're not getting along with my friends, you're not going to last because my friends are the ones who are going to stay. But yeah, I mean, but it's it's he he is so utterly accepting of, you know. Now, granted, I will say that one friend turned out he didn't like him as much as I thought he did. He was he was always very, very nice to him and extremely kind to him. And he never would have let on that he didn't like that guy. Mm hmm. But he said there was, he always thought that guy was kind of weird and pathetic and he felt bad, he felt sorry for him. But that's also kind of the gentle, sweet person that he is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's not an asshole. Right. It's like, and as long most, as, long as I liked him, are. he was going to be nice to him. Yeah. You know? And that, it's like, boy, did he, you know, boy, did that guy screw up. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But so. yes, I am absolutely, you are, you are 100% correct. I am absolutely very, very, very grateful for my husband. Yeah, so that 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 was my 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 first thing. <laughs> who, who, by the way, I, it, it's it's worth mentioning just because if I put it out there, it might actually happen. Um, he has started. I don't I don't know if he's mentioned it to you yet, but he has started talking about maybe he and I should do a podcast. Oh, I still don't know what it would be about but that'd be cool though because he has such a good personality and it's a good talker yeah it he would might... definitely be serious and yeah. much less foul mouth than you and me it would be utterly different yeah but that's kind of we cool. don't know we, I, I don't know what it would be about I, I i keep telling him it's like i don't want it to be another version of this show yeah. Which it wouldn't be because talking to him is different than talking to you. Yeah. But... I mean, would you be Amelia or would you be, I'd you be know... Amelia. I'm Amelia. Oh, okay. Okay. Which I told him, does that mean he's Felia Nell? And he said, absolutely not. Oh, Felia Nell. <laughs> For all the Slayers fans out there. I forgot <laughs> I used to call him Felia <laughs> Was Felia Nell Amelia's father on Slayers? I think so. I th Yeah. And remember, he had that really boisterous where he talked like this. And he would laugh. Oh, 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 oh. Yes. Oh, Philia Nell. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, and I remember he had that crazy dark hair. And the that big was mustache. Kinda... Yes, and I'm telling you, <laughs> your husband is Philia Nell. Oh. <laughs> He's not the big mountain he used to be, though. No, but, oh, I'm going to have to start calling him that again. I forgot all about it. <laughs> oh, my God. And I know him. He'll I'll, I'll get a text. It'll be two yeah. words. Oh, Pitney. No, it'll be, oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Yes. yes. <laughs> he may, so he may come on. He may come on our show as a guest maybe sometime soon. Yeah. That might be a little way for, for our listeners to get to meet him maybe. That might be an introduction, and then my I may have a spinoff show. Maybe I have to I have to teach him how to do editing and stuff because I told him I said I had I told him I said well I'm not doing I'm not doing all the work if this was his idea he gets to mm -hmm. learn how to do shit. <laughs> 
You know, I put together not not to sidetrack this more than like a minute, but mm-hmm. I just gotta tell you. Mm-hmm. I put together this, you know, guided meditation for ritual. Uh-huh. That I added all, you know, three different pieces of music, and then plus I had somebody like read a meditation because I can't meditate to my own voice, right? That's right. part of a ritual. And I have not edited for it's been quite a while. Yeah, I've forgotten what a fucking pain in the ass it is. <laughs> oh my god, it is a pain in the ass, like a tedious, time-consuming pain in the ass. Yeah, try try doing it for every single episode of a podcast. I know, and <laughs> I've forgotten because I don't. And then have your husband want to have you do a second podcast? Because like, yeah, I, I, know, do I don't that think I've done. Podcasts? I haven't done one of our episodes in months and months and months, and I think yeah. I've only done three or four. Yeah, yeah. I think you haven't done one since last year when I had my surgery. Yeah. But I think so, you just worked on those. Yeah. You know, it's I guess I'm well. due. Yeah. I mean, if you want. You know, but oh my God, I'd forgotten. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> on it, honestly, it stresses me out. I Even though it's supposedly a vacation for me to hand it over to have someone else do it. It stresses me out to not do it myself. Oh, I know it does. I know it does. But because, I understand that too. Because, I totally get it. Because I am I am broken in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so what's the first thing you got for me? Okay. Um, I'm gonna um I'm going to start with one thing that I definitely think that you should be thankful for. And certain aspects of this, I'm not 100% sure if we've talked much on the show about it. Mm-hmm. But um, I'll just sum it up by, I'll just encapsulate it by saying your work schedule since you have been working for, have you, I don't remember if you've, if you've said where you work specifically, you work for a big store. I don't I remember if you said, but yeah, let's not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you work for, you work for a large store and, um, you do, f- you like fill or like delivery orders, mm-hmm. like you do personal shopper kind of delivery order things. And when you first started there, you were working, you know, full time like anyone else, but for health reasons and old guy reasons, cause you have a bum knee and whatever they, the fact that they were so accommodating that they, they worked out a work schedule with you where if you were, I mean, if you were some college kid, they could have just said, you know what? We don't need you. Yeah. But you were so valuable to them that they figured out a way to keep you on and have you work as little as possible so that you so that they would still get to use you, mm-hmm. but in a way that wouldn't aggravate your bum knee and, you know, give you plenty of time in between shifts and whatever and that your schedule was so much more flexible and the fact that the fact that you are able to have not just that they were able to offer you that, but that you are able to have that work schedule really. It's just, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing. And I think 
most people would not be able to have that kind of a schedule and be able to live on it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Cause when I first started, it was right before the pandemic. Right. And then the pandemic started and lockdown started and it was insane the delivery orders yeah because the the nature of the job changed because the pandemic happened and i want to say for the first nine months i worked there i was working like 50 60 hours a week right because all shopping was orders all of a sudden it was constant you know noon to midnight 11 to 11 because it was so fucking insane right so i proved my metal yeah to them you know, and they also knew because I was really honest at the time when I got hired. I was like, you know, I'm here to take care of my mom. Yeah, that's my main priority. I want to work three days a week, and this takes precedent over this. Right. Not to be a dick, but just so they would know what they were getting into. Right. But when the pandemic started, it's like that was I was I was working like 50, 60 hours a week. Right. And I was dedicated and gung ho and blah, 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 blah. And everybody loves me. Yeah. But then things started going weird with my mom, with, you know, this and that or hearing and blah, 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 blah. And then first my foot went out. Yeah. And I had to have a little procedure done on my foot and I had to be completely off my foot for 10 days yeah do you remember that and they were like oh no problem and then they were so happy when i came back yeah and then my knees started going out and then a couple cortisone shots later i can barely walk so now i can't work more than two days in a row right and then and there is no version of your job that isn't you on your feet there is no version of that job yeah. yeah, and then my mom started getting her chronic ear infections, and then blah, 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 blah. So it's a constant right. shit show of me not being able to go to work. So what it is now, just for the listeners, and this is why I'm so grateful, and yes, because this is amazing. Yeah. What it is now, I am scheduled two days a week of the days that I chose. Right. And I can work up to five if I want. Or I can work no more than that if I want. Right. And basically, I just have to text in and say, okay, I'm going to come in today. What time do you want me? Right. You have two set days every week that are the same. You're always on those days. And then the other days are, like, flexible. And I can work any other time I want. And we have hours. And because it's me, that is amazing. Yes, that is absolutely unheard of. And it's fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Because they because they know if you want to come in, it's it's not it's not like there's no work to be done. We're just going to call someone and pay them to sit here and do nothing. They yeah. know that if you come in, you will be working. Like they don't yeah, have to worry do about work, we're paying I do this work guy to more do more than my two days. I normally work four. Right. But the thing is, I don't have to if I can't. And there's right. like, and they also know because they have endless documentation. 
you know, my foot, my knee, this and that and the right. other. I all and they have documentation for me having to take my mom to things that I have her name blacked out of. So they see that. Right. They know. They, you're, you are, they, if they could have a hundred of you, that would be like yeah, the best, but the best story really ever. is yeah. amazing. And they're just like, I mean, it's not amazing that I was able to get like, okay, they're just scheduling me a couple of days a week. Right. I mean, that's, but the fact that I can go in whenever I want, that's amazing. Right. Yeah. That you can just add on a whim. You can just say, you know what? I think I'm going to come in on Thursday. Yeah. It's like, I'm coming in today. You want me there at 10? You want me there at 12? You want me there at two? Right. Okay. See you later. Bye. Yeah. That's great. Because they know I actually will. And there's always work that you can do. There's always stuff for you to do. Yeah. You know, yeah, and that's, you know, but I've always been real fortunate in that because the last job I had, even though it paid shit at the assisted living home, because the people I worked for, I mean, at the time of the last one, had known me for years. Right. And they knew what a good caregiver I was. You know, and it was like, okay, I'm I'm going to Kerrville. I'll see you in a month. Okay. Because they knew that was coming. Right. You know, I've, I have been, the best thing I ever did was stop working for the state of Texas. Because yeah. I went having to do an eight to five, which drove me absolutely fucking insane. Yeah. Work, having an office job. Yeah. And I mean, I know most people out there could be rolling their eyes and being like, oh, you fucking princess. Are you entitled? millennial or even though i'm not a millennial whatever the fuck you know i know there's people that are probably going to think those things but not everyone can not everyone can do can do an office job. yeah but the fact is you know i have depression i have mental illness i have things i literally can't fucking do it i can't yeah i cannot do it and i did it for what 13 14 years oh yeah Oh, shit, Um, I know people who have sensitivity to fluorescent lights and, like, being in an office keeps them on edge constantly because they can hear the light bulbs over their heads. I mean, there's there's all kinds of shit that that doesn't work for some people in an office. Yeah, so, like, you know, my mental health, and anyway, so uh, when I did get that other job, I mean, yes, it sucked, but I was able to work you know, full time in a couple days because the shifts were so long. Right. But that worked for me. Right. And that is so rare in life, you know? So yeah, I'm very, very fortunate about that. I've been fortunate that my whole life and I, uh, not to go into this, but that's just one of those things where like, I firmly believe in like a goddess or a God or something because somehow everything that I've needed that's just weird and not normal, I've gotten. Things did always tend to work out. Yeah. And yeah. So yeah, absolutely. You don't always get what you want, but you get what you need. Absolutely. Yeah. I've absolutely always gotten that. And when, and when I almost never get what I want, but yes, I always do get what I want. <laughs> <laughs>
hello, America, and thanks for coming. My name's Seth. What's yours? Hey, it's Jamal. And Stony. Have you ever had Drag Race withdrawal? You know the symptoms. Not enough glitter, eyelashes not staying glued down, and that red itchy rash that just won't go away. Uh, you should see a doctor for that. And the only prescription for your blues is more Thanks for Coming, the most magically gay podcast. With at least 150 podcasts, seven seasons of Drag Race coverage under our belt, and topical queer discussions, there's a little bit for everyone here. That's right. We're even featured on Cosmopolitan's list of top seven RuPaul's Drag Race podcasts that spill the hottest tea. Join us every week as we bring you a fun recap of the latest episode of whatever season we're covering. It'll make you feel like you're back on the couch discussing the latest episode of Drag Race with all your friends. Stop by thanksforcomingpodcast.com. For links to listen on your platform of choice, links to all of our social media and recent happenings. Oh, what are you waiting for? Go check us out, Hanny. Thanks for coming, a RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. Well, and a big part this time, a big part of why, why you are able to work two days a week is because of because of the fact that I mean I it all I mean it's all interconnected with why you need the schedule that you need is because you're living with your mother but yeah. it, it also that's also tied in with you can afford to only work that much because you're living with your mother and so yeah. you're not you know you're living in an extremely expensive city but you have no rent I have no rent. Yeah. No one no one doesn't have rent in that city, but you have no rent. Because you are as weird yeah. as it is, living in your childhood bedroom. <laughs> yeah, but but, yeah. but you have no rent. So it's worth it. But because you're taking care of your mother, because of all these other factors, it enables you to have this freedom from your job like you're, you you found the job that gives you the freedom that you need to be able to afford to do what you need to do but still I don't know how to explain yeah, it but, no, it, but it's know. all interconnected it's like, I don't I have no financial for the first time in my life I'm not broke and worried about money 24-7 right and yes it's because I'm living here but, I mean, the house is long paid for. It's oh, yeah. on Prop 13 property tax, so the tax is like a quarter of what a rent would be on an apartment here, for, and that's for the whole year. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, people would be amazed. So people think, oh, like I'm mooching off my mom and blah, 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 blah. That's No, that's not the case. I pay for my own shit. I just don't pay rent. Right. But rent is... When you're talking the San Francisco Bay Area, rent is an enormous amount of money yeah. that you're not having to pay. You know, and the glories of, though, of living here, the glories of Proposition 13, <laughs> the tax, the property tax on this. Yeah, ex yeah. explain explain what it is because it's, it's a okay, weird because concept. because it's so fucking outrageous to live here. Yeah. 
and it's always been that way. Sometime in the 70s. I don't remember the year. Look it up if you care. I feel like it may have been around the time that my family moved there, so it was like late yeah. 70s, I think. They had this thing called Prop 13, which basically, if your house was paid for, it locked your property taxes as long as you owned that house and as long as it was your primary residence yeah. into the valuation of the house at the time. Yeah. And keep in mind, so, that would have been, let's say, 1978. We'll just call it 1978. Yeah, so let's say the house <laughs> at that time was worth $60,000. Right. Which it was. Right. The house now is worth about $950,000. Exactly. We still pay property tax on $60,000. Right. And that's with like no real improvements or anything. That is just normal upkeep. Oh, and on if the you house. make that improvements, is just property it goes values up. If you make a, that is something though. If you do make improvements, it goes up a little bit. Because you've changed the house. Yeah. But this house has not changed. Yeah. But, um, so our property tax for a year is less than what would be, uh, what's the word uh, for low income? A low income apartment right. is more than what our property tax is. Right. Like a studio, like a, like a shitty even, little studio you know, apartment. And that is fucking outrageous because we have low income apartments that are like right up the street from where I live. Right. And they're actually really nice. Right. They're really cute. Right. Anyway, yeah. they're about $2,000 a month. And that's low income. That's that's For the cheapest apartments income, in town. For a ghetto-ass mm -hmm. fucking studio. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's, and you can that's get Northern California. Stuff. You can get cheaper stuff here, but let me tell you. Roach, You don't want rats. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm very yeah, I'm very fortunate for all those reasons, you know. Yeah. You know, shit kind of aligned. Shit kind of worked out. Yeah. You know, so and I don't is... want, you know, for the listeners who are like who are judging me, which I don't think anybody is. I work for this though. Oh my sure. mom is a handful. Oh, God. Yeah, this is not... He's not sitting at home eating... He and his mom are not sitting there in their luxury house like, eating bonbons all day. I have to make every phone call. I have to go to every doctor's meeting. I have to go to every lawyer's meeting. I have to go... She can't hear. Yeah. She can't... I have to... Yeah, so basically I do everything. Yeah. If you, if you are not at the age where you have an elderly parent, and by elderly we mean... Over 80. Like 89. 89. Yeah. yeah. If you if you are not of the age where you are taking care of an elderly parent, you do not know what we're talking about. Yeah. And I, so, no, <laughs> I am not sitting here on my ass working two days a week living off my mom. That's not what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, this is, uh, yeah. It is, it is a full-time job. Yeah, but no, I'm very, I am very grateful for that. I'm very grateful to the company that I work for, for allowing me. And you know, they're fucking badass. They pay a lot of fucking money too. Yeah. I make more money working there than I've ever made in my whole fucking life. Right. After working for the state of Texas, thank you very much for 13 years. And that was considered a good job. 
And after doing assisted living as a caregiver for what, 11 years? And you didn't have, you didn't have insurance or anything when you were doing no. the caregiver job. Yep. I am there making were no benefits or anything. more money part-time working it. Mm-hmm. Than I did in professional jobs in Texas for my whole life. That's kind of fucked up. Yep. Well, that's Texas for you. <laughs> so I almost feel like it's almost like my uh, karmic thing that I can actually relax and actually not be stressed the fuck out every day for the first time in my life. Right. Oh, yeah. Even though I sort of am, but for different reasons. <laughs> of course. Of anyway, course. anyway. <laughs> the year of self-care. You've been trying all year to take better care of yourself, to practice mindfulness, to listen to your body and give it what it needs. But maybe you're still not feeling all that great. Maybe it still feels empty. Maybe you find yourself getting angry that you're making all this effort and you don't feel fixed. Or like it ends up feeling like you're just making more demands on yourself. Like, oh sure, how come the answer is always that I need to take more responsibility to do more? And if it doesn't happen, it's my fault. Hey, this is me talking. You know I'm right there with you. And this episode is about being thankful. So you know I'm going to talk about gratitude. It's actually good for us. It can be calming. It can turn around those negative thoughts that raise your blood pressure and set you on a healthier path for a bit. It makes you better at dealing with stress. All that good stuff. So how are we going to work gratitude into our daily life? We need to make this simple. We're going to tie it to something else to trigger us to remember to do it. Remember how we're practicing mindfulness by paying attention when we brush our teeth, not letting our minds wander, really thinking about what we're doing? I mean, I'm still doing that every day. Or I'm intending to. Five days a week, maybe. But that's five times more than not doing it at all, right? So, here's a thing we all deal with fairly commonly. Something actually kind of annoying. Load time. When you've clicked on a thing, whether it's a website or an app, or you've clicked a link to join a Zoom meeting, or to download a podcast, and you've got to wait. And those of us who are old enough to remember not getting things instantaneously, we know deep down that it's ridiculous to get annoyed and impatient. But we do anyway. So instead of getting angry, let that be your trigger to think about something, anything, that you appreciate. Something for which you are grateful. You might even decide you want to actually say thank you for whatever it is. Thank you for a job 
that allows me to work at home. Thank you for another day with my husband. Thank you for fruit-flavored Tootsie Rolls, because Starburst can go right to hell. And thanks to everyone who actually listens to these self-care segments and doesn't just skip over them. The longer it takes to load whatever it is, the more gratitude we have the opportunity to express. It just might become the best part of our day. So the next thing I came up with that you're grateful for, uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm going to say, say it in this way, but then I'll explain it because I don't mean it in the way that it sounds. Oh, okay. Is you are grateful for me. <laughs> well, I think that goes without saying. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think everyone knows that that's true. Yes, but I don't mean it in that way. What I mean, oh what yes, I you mean, do. What I mean by that is, well, I mean I do, but that's not specifically what I'm talking about. But what I mean is, and I guess this goes both ways, you know, goes both ways too. Um, you know, in people, all my friends and stuff, because, you know, I, most of my friends are, you know, our age. Yep. Which means we're in our 50s. Uh-huh. And I've realized it's pretty rare for people to still have good friends that they've known their whole lives. Oh, yeah. Most people are like, oh, you know, I lost touch and blah, blah, blah. And It's so easy to lose touch with people. Yeah. Most people, they go, you know, they have like friendships for, you know, years and years and years, but then they kind of go by the wayside or something happens. It's very... Our situation is unique that it's very very rare for people to be friends at this point in our lives that we've been friends since we were like teenagers yeah and you have that with me and i know there's other people that you've had like not quite as long as me but you've been friends with for decades Mm -hmm. that's kind of rare yeah definitely Possibly uh, uh, not having children is a factor. I think I think when people I think when people get married off and have kids that that sends them into different directions and so they I think I think that drives people apart like not like in a bad way but just I think it's like a natural oh, that's thing. True, yeah, because they build a whole different life. Yeah. 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 So you and I were able to stay, even, I mean, even though our lives are not super similar or anything, but we've, we've managed to maintain most of the same interests and hobbies and whatnot that we've always had because we didn't have to divide our time with, you know, children. Yeah. And, but I think it's interesting (laughs) that, you know, like being friends with someone for this long. And I guess I'm talking about both of us, I guess. Right. As far as the grateful thing. Um, you know, but it's like, I always thought, Oh, you know, I talk to people. Oh, well, I used to be interested in this and I sure wish I could do this again. 
But you know, the kids and the wife and the job, oh, I just can't, and blah, 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 blah. And I think that when you're friends with somebody for so long, it almost keeps those lifelong interests alive. I think, well, yeah, if there's someone you're because sharing a, your interests yeah, with. it's a shared thing, and there's not so much like, oh, everybody, everyone I know now is like, from the mom's club at the school, and I wish that I still knew somebody that was into so-and-so because I sure do miss doing that. You know what I mean? We've You don't have that. Uh, you've been yeah. able to be, you know what I mean? Well, and it also, like, well, like, in the case of me, like, I, you know, I married someone that, granted, he and I don't have all the same interests, but our interests overlap and we encourage each other's interests, so neither of us had to... St- stop doing a bunch of shit because mm-hmm. we didn't stifle that in each other. But I think having kids makes you like, well, I can't, I can't do stuff because what if the, you know, can't drag the kids to the, can't drag the kids to the club. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, or whatever. About clubbing per no. se. It's just other, you know, I mean, I wouldn't be doing that anyway. Oh no, me neither. I have to go me to neither. bed by eight 30. I mean, I could do it. <laughs> I'm an old person. <laughs> I could do it, but oh, girl, no, I haven't done that in years and years. <laughs> you know, I've gotten into the habit. I swear to God, if I if I haven't eaten my dinner by four thirty, <laughs> yeah, it's like I just don't feel well the next day. <laughs> yeah, but I realize, and I think it's maybe for our generation. You know, it strikes me because for our generation, I think it's unique. Because my mom, she has two friends that are still alive. Yeah. They have been friends since, like, junior high. Yeah. So we're talking they have been friends since World War II. Yeah, my mom, my mom's friend Harriet, when she graduated from high school, when she got her first job, Harriet worked in the same office, and they were friends their whole life. And, in fact... I, I just realized, like, I was the one who was keeping in touch with Harriet there for a while. I need to, I need to yeah. call Harriet, see how Harriet's doing. But, uh, yeah, and my dad, he, he had, like, his two, his two buddies growing up. You know, of course, my dad also was one of those people who actually grew up in a hometown. And, well, you had that. You know, yeah. I'm the weirdo that didn't have a hometown. But, you know, like, the... the the guys he ran around with in grade school that, you know, he knew his whole life, you know, he, he still, he still talks about those guys. I don't think either of them are still alive, but those are, you know, those are his two friends. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think it's just like, I mean, I can say, I'm just going to say Michelle cause it's fine. Mm-hmm. Our friend, Michelle. Yeah. Who I'm so happy they got back in touch with. I'm the only person she knows from back then. Yeah. And I, it's just for our generation, it's rare for people, and that's kind of sad. And so you have that, and you should be grateful for that, and I have that, and I should be grateful that, for that too because it's 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 yeah. unique, and it really does – I think it enhances your life. I think it – not that yeah. people are less authentic, but I think that – you know what I mean. I, I, I just feel – you can You can have someone who really knows you – but they if they only know you now yeah how much do they yeah. really know you yeah like you knew me when i was 14 yeah <laughs> you knew me and what me... was i 15 
16? You were like 16, yeah. 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 Oh, like, we knew each other when we were virginal. Yeah. We knew each other pre-slutty. Yeah. <laughs> we knew each other when we were slutty. Yeah. <laughs> and we knew each other old people who were too tired and <laughs> were too tired to have sex. Yeah. <laughs> Because, because, because we're old people. <laughs> yeah, so that was my other. Aww. And, I, and have, I am. I am very grateful. I have, uh, yeah, and I have one. I think I have one more. I have one more. I do too. But what do you got next? You got anything else? I do. Yes. Um, I think we need to give them a thing, Spike. We can give them a drop that they could play on their yes. shows. Yes, I think we've uh, got to find some time and get, get time to do, do that. I think we should do it right now. I think we should do it right now. Look, I'll show you how easy it is, Spike. <laughs> Watch this. I'm just going to do it live. Okay, do it live. Like that bloke screams. I'm just going to do it live. Watch this. Hi, this is Dr. Dan from the Two Skeptical... I can't do it now. I can't speak. <laughs> Too much pressure. I'll try again. I'll try again. I'll try again. Take 52. Hi, this is Dr. Dan from the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast, and you are listening to the most bitchin' boutique. See? That was easy, wasn't it? Okay. They could send us one, we could play it in ass. Yeah, you yeah. Right, you do it. Yeah. Right, what you do you want me to say? Whatever, whatever comes to mind. Hi, this is Spike from the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast, who ain't no bitch, but you're listening to the bitchin' boutique. Oh, that was good. I think I hope they use that. Let's see if they cut it and put it in their next show. Diplomatic community. <laughs> And this is kind of a weird thing, and and you might argue with me. (laughs) You might argue with me that you don't feel as grateful for this. But I think if you really think about it, you're more grateful for this than you want to be. Okay. Because because you really hate this thing, but I think I think really, if you really think about it, you actually are very grateful for it. Uh huh. And that is um, the internet. Uh huh. (laughs) I mean, granted, we're literally using the internet right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, like, in general, you hate social media. You you just, you hate everything about, like, what the internet has become. Yeah, but yeah. But because you have access to ha- so the existence of social media and the platforms that they are, you have... And this is sort of kind of in a way sort of related to um, the other things that I was talking about that you're because of your work schedule and because of the way your life is now. Um, now, since you moved, you haven't like you used to teach all these classes before when you were still mm-hmm. living in Texas, even though we're in a pandemic and even though you moved and you don't have like this whole circle and and whole community out there where you could teach classes, but because you have access to basically the entire world Mm -hmm. through social media, even though you don't like it, ultimately, I think it's something that if you're not grateful for it right now, you're finding your way into being grateful for it because it is becoming your classroom. 
Mm-hmm. You and because you are it's it's kind of I know it's kind of a thing in the back of your head of when am I going to get to teach again and when am I going to get to do all this stuff again? The internet and social media is going to be the avenue. I mean, yes, you ultimately you do want to teach classes in person again, but you're st- I mean, you're still doing work with the people in Texas that you used to do rituals with. Yeah, you're do- because you're doing of, because of the internet. Yeah, Absolutely. you you are still doing, you know, virtual rituals with people that you haven't seen in person in over two years. Yep. Yep. Because social media exists. Yep. And I think as you're figuring out how all of that works, you're going, that's going to end up being a big thing for you. And I think you're, you're, you're still kind of dipping your toe into it, Uh but I think you're going to end up, get fi- finding your way to connect with students who aren't in the room with you. You're going to, mm-hmm. you're going to figure out who the hell is driving past my house on their little stupid. I heard that. I, that was loud. <laughs> I don't think it was a motorcycle. It might've been, I think it was a four wheeler. Someone's been, there's been a lot of four wheelers going or up and down my street. This week. No, it was, it, they were zooming down my street. But anyway, Apart from just like the dickless assholes that have to vroom down my street. <laughs> but I think, I think once you figure out that way to actually connect through the virtual classroom, as opposed to through a physical one, um, that is going to, that's going to really open up the whole, the, the world shall be your classroom. Yeah, no, and I think you're right. And it was so funny because I went, I like watching. Well, one when I watched this social dilemma months ago, we talked about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I've been watching this series on Hulu that's called "The Devil You Know," and the last episode of the second season was about this crazy woman that had started this cult and it was all basically online because of her Facebook or YouTube. Okay. And they had a, the last episode, it was fascinating. They had this really interesting, um, scholar from France. And they also had, ironically, um, considering, you know, our backgrounds and where you are and my background, uh, a, a professor from UT Austin, <laughs> Oh, really? That was featured on this last part of the episode and talking about, like, social media and the internet and how it's so enabling for bullshit to be taught and to be proliferated and to be, you know. Right, right. And I was just like, oh, my God, blah, 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 blah. And I remember, like, I was ready to leave Facebook again. I deleted my profile again. And it was in combination well with that. And then the other thing is because I, I watch a lot of animal videos and it really bothers me that because I watch a lot of cute animal videos, yeah, I'm getting all this shit on my Facebook, PETA, Humane Society, 
And really? it's like you scroll through. I watch animal videos all the time. I never get that shit. I, there's a video of a dog being tortured in a lab. Oh, God, I never, I never get that shit. there's a video of a chimp being tortured. Or there was a horrible video of these people in a circle at a party that were basically beating up dogs for recreation in a circle at a party. Oh, God. Uh. And I don't even watch the whole things. But just seeing a little bit of it... Me being me. See, I'm getting upset as you've been talking about it. Uh, yeah. Those videos, they like, especially the dogs getting beat up. Yeah. Recreationally. Those stayed with me for nights. They haunted me. I couldn't sleep. That's how much they disturbed me. Even a few seconds of it. I'm I mean, because surprised... they're just right there. On my Facebook feed. Do they do they present themselves as something else to get you to start oh, watching it? Oh, it's just like, oh, you know, give money to PETA or give money to the Humane Society or give money to whatever. And there's this video. Oh, so so PETA doesn't tell you it's going to be something bad? Oh, it's no, it's just playing right there. When You know when you scroll Facebook that you see the video start to play? It's just that. I guess it's because I'm on my phone and I don't have things set to play automatically. And you know, you can, you can have, there's a setting. You can make it so it won't play automatically. And I need to do that because those, yeah. those videos freaked me the fuck out. You see, hear me that I'm getting upset. Yes. Um. And see, that's part of the problem is that as soon as you've watched even a little bit of it, then the algorithm goes, he wants more of those. I know. And, and see, see, that's, that's why I, and that must me. be why I never get them because I've never, I've never watched anything like that. So that's, yeah. That's so I, I know them. that it's like, I know that it's a double-edged sword, you know, but it's also like, I was like, but, but, but I need this because I video chat with Steve all the time. Oh yeah. I video chat with Marie all the time. I have extended family that if it wasn't for Facebook, I wouldn't even know these people. I video chat with Darren all the time. Yeah. And we use Facebook Messenger. Yeah. I gotta kind of have it. There are, I have almost entire relationships that exist through Facebook. Yeah, so you're right in everything that you said about that. For me, it's a double-edged sword and I hate it, but I also realize that I need it, but I'm learning to navigate it where... It's not like my life and I can use it for what I need it for, but I see that the tool that it is. Right. Well, and you and I both, because we are both people who go, we spiral. Mm -hmm. You and I are both people who spiral and we're, I mean, it's always been a thing where catch you know you have to catch yourself because once you start to spiral you're not going to be able to stop and yeah. so we both have to jump off before the spiral starts because once because that's the nature of the spiral is once you're caught in it you can't yeah. get out and so you know it's like it's well it's kind of like the people who in the early days of facebook when people would complain you know, oh, isn't it awful on Facebook how everyone's a Nazi? And I'd be like, really? Because 
on my Facebook, nobody's a Nazi. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, yeah, but when you friend everyone you went to high school with, and then you realize everyone you went to high school with is a Nazi. And I'm like, why did you friend everyone you went to high school with? Because I wasn't friends with them then. Why would I be Facebook oh, friends I sure with them now? Didn't. Because, and that's one of those things, like, I, I have no, if I'm not friends with you... Why, if if I, if I didn't like you then, why am I going to assume I would like you now? Oh, yeah. So there's a lot of people who, there's there's so many people who blame, yeah, I mean, now granted, there, there are aspects to it that are shoving content towards people. Yeah. But the, but people were the problem first. People were going, people were being fucking stupid and people caused Facebook to become a goddamn cesspool by encouraging the cesspool by befriending the fucking cesspool. Yeah. yeah. And it only became worse because they participated in it. And if ever, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I mean, I, you know, I hate to bring up things like rotten.com, but you know, the internet used to be, this sick, twisted place with websites that were just horrible pictures that no one should be looking at. And yeah. yet there were people who would sit up all night scrolling through pictures they shouldn't be looking at, you know, of crime scenes or whatever. Yeah. And I remember, so, you know, if someone said, oh, have you ever seen the picture of such and such? Like, I've, I've seen... I've seen pictures of like dead celebrity crime scene stuff because I stupidly thought, you know, oh, I can't believe that's out there. That's weird. Oh, I'm going to click on this. Why did I click on it? Yeah. Why, why did, and there's certain images that are in my head that will be in my head forever. And it's because in the early days of the internet, you know, that I stupidly thought, oh, it, it won't do anything for me to click on this image. It did though, because it's oh, still in my I fucking know. That's head. What I, and that's what I was talking about with this. Yeah. That dog video and that chimp video. But anyway. Yeah. But yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, no, I am grateful to the internet because I'm realizing that it's making me, you know, and where else could I find all these weird kiss videos and Lincoln Park videos and all this stuff? Oh, Yeah. I mean, everything like you want is out I, there. The picture that I texted you today um, from the music from the elder period of Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley kissing a little girl on the cheek. I saw that. Which that is one of the so cutest things awesome. I've ever seen in my life. And I don't even know why that picture, why that picture exists or who that little girl was. But I just, I thought I was going to die because it was so cute. Yeah. So, yes, so no, yes, I am. Yes, you're absolutely right. I am <laughs> grateful for the internet, and yes, yes. Hey. <laughs> for you. You do? I got okay. one more for you. Aw, okay. Um, you are grateful for. Don't you like that I say like it's a proclamation? <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. Ding, ding, you ding, You are ding. grateful for your fabulous house. It is pretty fabulous. Because <laughs> that house is such 
And I mean, this ties into a whole bunch of things. Because that house is such a reflection of your personality oh my and your, your sensibility and your aesthetics. <laughs> so it's like you're, 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 you're grateful for your house and you're grateful for you were able to have the circumstances to be able to afford that house and to be able to afford to do all that you've done to it because yeah. it's so like, because we waited till we could afford it. I've rarely seen anybody who's home. I mean, I have, but it's rare, you know, yeah. that reflects their personalities in such a way as yours does. That we, we bought and a I house think it's awesome. and immediately. Yeah. Painted it crazy colors and, you know, decorated it. And it's people walk in and go, whoa. Yeah, but it's authentic <laughs> to you. And that you know how unique that is? Yeah. I Yeah. I, I, I It must be because people are always shocked when they see it. Yeah, because people are like, oh, I bought this house. And then you walk in and it's like, hey, look at those granite countertops. Ugh. Oh, look at, I mean, because it looks exactly like. It oh, was. Look at those builder grade cabinets. When they moved into it because they're so fucking uninteresting or so, oh, so unmotivated. I, you know, one thing they I'm grateful about this house. won't do anything with it, but you have a space that you've made your own. And that is like absolutely amazing. I think that's something to be grateful for. And one of the things I was most grateful for is that a, whether it was the, actually it was the, unfortunately it was the immediate previous owner, the one who was murdered, but she redid the kitchen. She was the one who redid the kitchen. Mm. And the kitchen was like the number one thing about this house. Because I have seen, there's, you know, like in a lot of subdivisions, like they have the same floor plan in other house, you know, like the house, yeah. the same house over and over again. I've seen this house in other real estate listings. And I see it, with the builder grade cabinets and I, I've seen it with the original Island and the, you know, and I look at it and go, I wouldn't have bought that house. Oh, I know because it's such co cookie cutter, yuppie bullshit. Because the fabulous woman who owned this house before us gutted the kitchen and put in these Bat, she did the Ikea kitchen with the, with the glass front top cabinets and yep. black countertops. Yep. Oh my God. Solid yeah. black countertops. That's so fucking cool. Yep. So you are grateful for your house. <laughs> I am so, I love my house and people and, and people, you know, like, you know, God talking about property values and shit. Like my, my house is already doubled in value from what I paid for it. Now, granted we did get, you know, the, murder house discount and whatever, you know, we didn't pay what this house was worth, but it's already doubled in value. And there are people who will be like, you know, talking it as if like, as if we're going to sell it. And it's like, no, we totally bought this house because this is the house we want to die in. Oh God. Yeah. We bought this house because we wanted it. If we were going to buy a house to be an investment, we would have bought a house 10, 15 years earlier. Mm -hmm. Back when, you know, in the early days of, you know, real estate booms and whatever. And all these people kept saying, oh, you could buy a house. You could buy a house. I'm like, we don't make enough money to buy a house. But people kept saying, no, you could buy a house. I'm like, oh, sure. We could have. 
but it would have been a shitty house. It would not have been a wise. Yeah. It would it would have been a shitty house and we wouldn't have liked it. Yeah. But we but because we waited, we got this house. And And it's just yeah, it, it's like and it's it's fucking fabulous. It's you. It's you. Yeah, it's yeah. just the best thing that ever happened. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. yeah. And that was the last thing that I came up with. And it's a pretty damn good one. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I do love my house. I do love it. I don't, yeah, I don't like, really. I, I, it feels. It feels like we should have some kind of like a little a little sign off. We normally don't do like a sign off. And our, we usually just let things trail off. But for some reason, I'm feeling like we should have, we should have a little something this year. Yeah. So everybody be grateful for things in your life this year. And this was an actual really cool thing because your loved ones, your friends, it would might be a fun game. Get together at Thanksgiving and talk about what they think you should be grateful for. And it changes your thinking. It's a lot of pressure to talk about what you should be grateful for, but yeah. it's so it's weird how much easier it is to tell other people what they should be thankful for. Yeah, and it's it, yeah, it's really really cool. And I gotta say in closing, something that I'm infinitely grateful for, and I'm gonna be sentimental. Alan and Darren, I love both of you very much. <laughs> And I'm very grateful for you every I day. Think you, I think you think I think you did them last year. I think. <laughs> I think you did. We are definitely thankful for everybody who's listening because we've had a um, we've we've had a we've had a pretty we we had we had a bit of a dip early in the year, but we have we've had some we've had some growth this year, and we've uh, oh, just to be weird, um. The Good Pods app, you guys. And I'm just—I was not planning on saying this, but if you haven't checked that app out, if you're—if you're like not sure where you want to listen to podcasts, if you're still searching, you know, shopping around for a for a place to listen to podcasts, check out Good Pods, man. They're very—they're very very cool to small. It's really unusual for a for an app to cater to little independent shows. Like yes, us. and they love us. They love us. They love us. And they and they actually if you're looking for little shows because you want to support little shows, they make it very easy for you to find little shows because they have ways of you can you can literally flip a switch when you're searching and make all the big shows go away. To be like, fuck you, NPR. I'm not, I don't want to look for an NPR show. I want, <laughs> I want like a real podcast and not a big giant radio show or whatever. It's fantastic. They're very cool people and we love them. But anyway, that's enough. Yes. That's enough of a commercial for them. Yes. And happy Thanksgiving. Yes. Eat turkey, get drunk and don't fight with your grandma. <laughs> Or do if if that's you know if that's fun for you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, please take a moment to rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. 
If you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a Bitchin' Boutique sticker. Everyone loves stickers! Please subscribe or add us to your favorites wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribers get new episodes first and are also more attractive. Drop us a line anytime at pitneyandamelia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you!